I think we got things cooking this morning. Hope everybody's doing all right. Welcome to Sunday. Uh, a little cloudy out. We're looking for some weather today. They're talking about the next 10 days possibly being severe weather in Oklahoma. Love it. Love it. Love it. We are uh, we're chasing hail already. And uh, Chris and I are, are starting to get busy finally. Uh, hopefully has some work going on this week. So we're looking forward to that. We need work, but we need the storms. I know everybody thinks I'm crazy for praying for hail, but you know, got to have what I got to have. <laughs> Me and the roofers. So anyway, I hope everybody's doing well this morning. I have got a message that that um, I've actually got kind of a series. These are all coming from the same place. Um, Ron and I had been doing a uh, little online Bible study, and um, the the guy that wrote these uh, or that wrote this particular study has written a couple of books and um, uh, I guess to some degree somewhat prophetic uh, uh, talking you know, a little bit of end time type things but but what I'm gathering out of him out of his messages is is just something I really felt like I want to share some of this stuff it, it, it just excites me when I get to reading these and, and I get excited and I think man that'll preach and it's like everybody needs to hear this so I want to I, I want to I'm actually going to use kind of his material, his format over the next probably the next three or four weeks, um, and just share some thoughts that, that he's bringing to me that are really burning inside of me, that really uh, kind of change some things inside of me. So with that, I want to talk to you today about the I am of all I ams, <laughs> the I am of all I ams, and and the way he brings this is kind of in a uh, teacher student format. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of his material in that same format about. You know the teacher's going to be asking some questions for for me to answer or for you to answer, and and uh, so, so follow along with me if you will on the I am of all I ams. Do you know the name of God? Asked the teacher. I don't know that I do. I replied. It's made up of four Hebrew letters: the Yud, the He, the Va, and the He. Y-H-V-H. So they're, they're actually letters of the Hebrew that, that actually pronounce, today's pronunciation of those letters are Yahweh. But it's the, it's the yud he vah it is, and I've, I've, <laughs> I had to go do some research on how to pronounce those particular words. But it's, it's Yud or Yod. Some of the, some of the pronunciation is Yod, Y-O-D. But it's, it's yud he vah But it's Yahweh in our pronunciation today. It is the most sacred of names, so sacred that some refuse to say it. And yet, you say it all the time. The sacred name of God, I replied? How could I when I never knew it? When you speak to yourself, you say the name. I don't know that I understand. Well, when you feel happy, you say, I am happy. And when you're not, you say, I am sad. When you tell others who you are, you say, I am whatever your name is. The YHVH, the Yedhevaher, the Yahweh, means I am. It's the name of the eternal, the name of God, I am. The literal translation, the meaning of the name Yahweh, was has been interpreted as he who makes that which has made, which has been made, I'm sorry, he who has he who makes that which has been made. Or, he brings into existence whatever exists. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, you talk about, we call him the creator. 
He brings into existence whatever exists. That that's awesome. He he who makes that which has been made. So anything made was made by that which makes things, the creator, the Yahweh, the I am. His name is I am. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14 through 15, it says this. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Says this to the people of Israel. I am has sent you, or sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Then we shall all say his name. Then we should all say his name, I replied. Yes, and when you have always said it, it is woven into the fabric of existence that when you speak of yourself, you must say his name. I mean, when you really think about what he's saying here, he's the creator. He, he created us. He, he created you and I. So when we say, I am so-and-so, I am Buster Holzer, or I am Rhonda Holzer, or I am whomever, then, then we're reflecting that the creator is how I exist. I am because of who he is. And, and so that, that's such a cool analogy and something that I don't think any of us ever really think about when, when we talk about... Um, expressing who we are in life who who you know when we introduce ourselves we're literally saying i am created this the one who creates and one who makes things exist created this so i am his i am and i belong to him so when so we always have said this is woven into the fabric of existence and when you speak of yourself you must say his name. And I replied, why is that? I asked the teacher. And the teacher replied, it's because your existence come from his, comes from his existence. He is the I am of all existence. The I am of all I ams. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. For in him we live and move and exist. As some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. So we are, we are the I mean, we've been referenced as being the children of God. When we when we accept Christ, when we allow His blood to cover us, when we accept Him into our lives, we become heirs to the throne. We we become children of the God Almighty, the I Am. Your I Am only exists because of His I Am, and as you exist from Him, so it is only from Him that you can find the reason and purpose for your existence. You want to know what your reason and purpose is here on this earth? Get in a good relationship with the great I am. He created you for such a time as this. He created you for this moment on this earth. Yes, many times we can ask that question, why God? Why right now? Why am I dealing with the things I'm having to deal with? Why are we seeing what we're seeing? I'm excited because I've been taught all my life about end times and what's to come. And, and, and when we endure till the end, and, I, and I'm realizing that we are closer to that end than we have ever been in my lifetime. Things that are unraveling around us constantly, day in and day out, are pointing towards the prophetic that has been spelled out thousands of years ago for us for such a time as this. This is an exciting time 
to belong to the great I am. This is an exciting time to point out to people, God created you for this time. What are you doing with it? Are, are you running around with your head stuck in the sand because you're afraid? Then get your head out of the sand and, and, and become who he created you to be and share your life with someone who needs it. We, we, we're in such such turmoil today. People all around us are are, are dealing with trauma. They're dealing with, with traumatic event. They're dealing with, with chaos. And, and we have the potential to speak truth, peace, calmness, hope into all of those things. He is our hope. And, and, and because he is our hope, we can share that hope with others. What a novel idea, rather than being so chaotically confused in this realm today, that, that we become kingdom-minded and we begin to point people towards the hope that we know exists. Your I am exists only because of his I am. And as you exist from him, so it is from him that you can find the reason and purpose for your existence. Therefore, when you say your name, you must always speak his name. And you must always speak his name first. Because I am. Because his existence is first. And your existence flows forth from his. That's the very flow of existence. Nothing in creation today, nothing in existence today existed prior to God creating it. The great I am spoke it into existence. Therefore, you must put him first and let everything flow from that. Let everything begin with him and flow forth from him. That's the secret of life. When we put God first in our life, <laughs> everything flows from that. If we don't put God first in our life, we're out of order. Things are going to be out of order. Look, I mean, have your, has your life ever been out of order? Look at why. What was first in your life? We get selfish. We, we have this selfish nature built into us. We were born into sin. And, and if we don't control that self, if we don't surrender that selfish nature to God, if we don't sacrifice it, if we don't nail it to the cross and, and crucify our flesh, just, just as Jesus was crucified for our sin, if we don't crucify our flesh daily, that's what Jesus said when he was talking about picking up our cross daily. He, he wasn't referring to, to chugging around a big old log of lumber. He wasn't talking about physically carrying a cross in front of people saying, hey, look at me, I'm carrying the cross of Jesus today. That's wrong. What he was referring to is dying to me, dying to myself, putting I am before me in everything that I do, becoming I am's existence. Because I exist through him. To not only live for him, but to live our life from him. To live from his living, to move from his moving, to act from his actions, to feel from his heart, and to be from his being. And become who you are from who he is. The I am. Can you, I mean, think about that for a minute. Becoming who you are because of who he he is in you. No one can touch that. No one can take that from you. No one can belittle that. They, they can make fun of you. They can throw rocks. They can do whatever they want to do. But when you are the I am's and you put him first in your life, it doesn't matter what comes against you. You win. It doesn't matter how defeated you may feel on certain days. You win. Because the I am is in front of you. The I am is leading you. You're, you, you, <laughs> 
You exist because of him. What is the mission for our life? That we learn the secret of living each moment from his life. That we do from his doing. That we love from his love. That we be from his being. I am a follower of Christ. I am a child of the king. I am an heir to to heaven. I am because he is the great I am. The I am of all I ams. What a powerful message. Where do you stand in this today? How do you see yourself? How do you address yourself? How how, how do you allow others to address you? How do you uh, introduce yourself to someone else? You know, I I love, you know, kids. Kids are so fun. Um, I have my oldest grandson today is, boy, he throws the shy card. (laughs) When someone, when someone says something to him, well, he's liable to bury himself behind his dad because he's got this shyness about him. He's got this softness, this this beautiful spirit, and, and and when you really get to know him, our writer's an amazing young man, and he's gifted and he's talented, and 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 he's already given his life to God. Matter of fact, he even got baptized last year, because it was such a unique thing for him. He desired it. He he come back from a from a kids camp, and and his life had changed, and he wanted to reflect that life, and so he he, he was able to be baptized last year at his church, and what a beautiful sight. You know, this shy card that he plays isn't who he is. And as he grows, he becomes the man of God that he has surrendered to because he is the I am's. And eventually he'll become I am Ryder Holzer. And and all these other kids are going to do the same. We all have that moment in our lives where we're not sure who we are. We're not sure of our existence. We're not sure of what it is that God has for us to do. I saw a meme. I wish I could I could think about it right now. I, I because there was a meme I'd seen earlier that talked about, you know, if <laughs> if you're waiting to serve, how about doing what waiters do and serve? I mean, I mean, is that not? I mean, you think about that. We go to a restaurant and we expect our waiter or waitress to to take care of us, to serve us, to work for us. Well, if we're waiting to find out what it is God has for us to do, how about we serve whatever comes close to us, whatever is near us, whatever is in front of us, and then we work towards serving that until God clarifies just exactly where he wants us to be. Because honestly, I think sometimes we look for a label that doesn't exist. We look for a shingle hung over our door that may never show up. You know, we think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my life to God and... and He's got this great calling for me and this great future for me. And then we, we give our life to Christ and, and, and then we sit twiddling our thumbs waiting on him to put this light bulb over our head that says, hey, this is what I called you to do. He called us to serve him. Get in the game. Get, get, get in the game now. You know, if, if you're not playing out there on the field, take care of those that are standing on the sidelines. Serve. Be a servant. Get a servant's heart. Begin to give back everything that God has given to you. God says in the same measure that you give, that he'll return to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Oh, I like to use that when I'm talking about taking an offering, when I'm talking about giving money to God. That in the same measure in which you give, God's going to give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But it's way beyond money. It's, it's everything about us. 
in the same measure that we give any part of our life, he's going to return to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That, that it's, that, I mean, we have to get a grip on this. You know, yes, we can't outgive God. That, that's the key element right here. Whether it's money, whether it's whether it's servanthood, we can't outgive him. You know, he created us. He is the I am of all I am's. He, he's the reason for existence. He's the reason we exist. He created us for such a time as this. Jeremiah chapter 1 talks about how God know you. He knows you before you ever formed in your mother's womb. He already set you apart to be a voice to the nations. I was telling Rhonda last night, There was, we were, we were kind of talking about um, life in general and, and fear and, and being afraid to do things and, and being intimidated maybe. And, and, and we were listening to some, some preaching going on on the TV from a couple of different things and listened to a couple of different messages and and, and and I've reflected on some of my fear. When, when I first began to serve as, 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 as a minister, I was afraid. And I still struggle every time I get ready to do one of these. There's a, there's a, there's a fear. I'm getting good at this online thing, but still when I stand in front of public, I need a towel because I'm going to be sweating like a cat walking through a dog kennel. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, 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 I get nervous. I get I get balled up about doing the right things and saying the right things and not stumbling over my message and, and hoping like thunder that my message is good and that people receive what I'm trying to say. And so I, I worry and I fret and I fuss. Well, we got to talking. I, I brought up Jeremiah chapter one because God showed me something in that very early on. Because, you know, as he talks about, you know, I knew you before I were formed in your other mother's womb and I set you apart to be a voice to the nations. Well, there's a part in there where Jeremiah argues with God. He's like, God, I can't do this. You know, I, I'm a kid. I don't know anything. I, I'm not a scholar. I haven't been to Bible school. I haven't, you know, I, I don't have knowledge of this thing. I haven't even read the Bible through. I, I haven't ever read all of it. You know, I get started and I keep sidetracked and I can't finish. And next thing you know, I'm bounced over here doing something else. And I'm reading over here. and I'm, So, I, I mean, so I had all these frets and all these worries and this fear of, of standing in front of people and not saying the right things and, you know, bumbling around on my words and, and I have done such. I'm guilty. I have made messes at, on, on times of days where I haven't said what I thought was in my notes or I go chasing a rabbit somewhere and I get completely away from my notes. I still do that. But all of that, because everything I'm giving you right now, I finished my notes a long time ago. I'm, I'm freestyling now, so you're just getting what it is. But, uh, but what comes in this fear is, is, is when you look at that in Jeremiah chapter 1, and I don't remember which verse it is, but um, 6, 7, somewhere in there, God tells him, don't be afraid of the people. And, and then, he, and then he, it, it, it references how he, he reached down, he takes the coal, and he touched my lips. Now, he's referring to taking a coal from the fire. He, he's, he's referring to taking some of the fire of God. And he touched my lips, and he said, see, I've put my words in your mouth. Don't be afraid of the people. And that changed me because it's like, that's exactly what he does. When he pours this stuff into me, when, I, when I'm when i reading something or I hear something, I'm thinking, whew, that'd preach, and I start taking notes. It, it, guess what? He just took the coal and he just touched my lips and said, see, I've put my words in your mouth. I've seared it into your heart. Don't be afraid of the people. Speak what I've given you. Listen, if you're if you're on the sidelines today, wondering just exactly what it is that God's got for you to do, I challenge you to just open your mouth and worship him. 
Serve him. It, it doesn't matter whether it's, maybe it's picking up the communion cups after a communion on a Sunday morning at your church. I mean, how novel an idea that someone else doesn't have to go do that because you've already done it. How about emptying a trash can? How about cleaning up a mess that you might happen to see? Maybe someone left their water bottle sitting on a chair. Pick it up, throw it in the trash. Well, you know, most of us today, it's like, not my job. Really? I mean, we're called to serve. You know, how about going to that person that you see in the corner that's obviously intimidated being there? They're very anxious. Maybe they're very set apart. They don't, they don't really interact with anybody. How about going and introducing yourself to them? I am. <laughs> I am so-and-so. And then when they respond, well, I am this, you can explain to them. You know why you said I am? Because you belong to him. What a, what a beautiful sight. This, this, is, this is what ministry is about. It, it, it's, it, man, we, we, we get hung up on this. Well, we pay that guy to stand in the pulpit and give us this message every day. And by gosh, he better do his job well or we'll get another one. We get hung up in that mess. Get rid of that rubbish because that is not what God has called us to. God has called us to gather together in fellowship. That Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, Don't forsake the assembling together of what? The saints. Saints. How do you fit in that category? You know, I mean, you think about that. And I ain't talking about the New Orleans saints either. I'm, I'm talking about us. When, when it says, don't forsake the gathering together of the saints, he's talking about God's people. He's talking about us. The I am's of the I am's. He created us, right? So that's what he's asking. He's saying, man, you guys need to get together. It, it, it's not about this formality of going to church on Sunday morning. Or, I mean, most of us have done away with Sunday night. And honestly, a lot of us have done away with Wednesday night or any other night. It's just Sunday morning because that's all we have time for, right? What if God was that way with us? What if he only had time for one, one morning a week to actually answer any of our prayers or or help us in any way, shape, or form. What if we got in trouble on Thursday? Well, oh, well, sorry, you're gonna have to wait till Sunday to talk to God because you know He only works one day a week. Oh, come on, people, we got to do better than this. God has called us for such a time as this. You're not here by accident. You're not here by circumstance. You're not here by happenstance. You're here because God created you. He knew you before you ever formed you in your mother's womb. He set you apart to be a voice to the nations. And he's touched the cold of your lips and said, See, I put my words in your mouth. Those words might not be a sermon. Those words may be just simply a, Hey, how are you today? Hey, it's good to see you. And, and mean it, not just this garbage of going on about our business. You know, half the time we don't ask somebody how they're doing today because we really don't want to hear the answer. We're too busy. I ain't got time for your mess. I got enough mess of my own. That's not what he called us to. He said, don't forsake the assembly together of the saints, of the body, especially as you see the day approach. What day is he talking about? Obviously, the return of Christ, especially as we see the day coming, the end coming. We need each other. We, we, we need this iron sharpening iron. Uh, we, we need to reflect on each other. We, we need to, I, I preached a message not too long ago about you know, how I see church. And I see church as a place of celebration. I, I think we've messed it all up very, very well. But it needs to become a place of celebration. It needs to become this place where, where we, the believer, uh, we, the follower of Christ, come together to swap stories of the ministry that's taking place all throughout the week. 
Because the I am of all I ams has set us up, has, has put us in this place for such a time as this. To, to, to minister to people, to, to, to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. To bring those unto Christ who so desperately need him. Man, I got news for you. I, I've been following Christ a long time and I desperately need him today. I desperately needed him yesterday and I will desperately need him tomorrow. I can't live my life without him. My life doesn't exist without the I am because he created me. Beautiful things. God's calling you today. Get your head on straight. Get your feet pointed in the right direction. Follow his path and speak those things that he has put in your mouth. Don't be afraid of the people. It's your time to shine. You shine through him. The sun in you, the light of Christ in you, shines to those around you. You ever, you ever and I love this old song, The Lighthouse. Oh, man. Ron and I are going to do that one of these days. We're, we're going to work on that song, but we talk about it a lot. I just haven't, haven't, haven't sat down with her to do it. But when you think about that, the, the, the lighthouse, what did a lighthouse represent? What was it for? We don't see much of that today. I mean, there's probably some. I'm, I'm not a coastal person, but you know that that lighthouse set out on the out on the point, out on the rock. Maybe it maybe it marked the entrance into a bay where the docks were. Maybe it marked a dangerous place to stay away from. But whatever it was, it shined out in the darkness so that those in the dark could see. You are a lighthouse today. In Matthew uh, chapter. Um, what is it? Chapter five, verse fourteen through sixteen, talks about being a light, being a city on a hill that others can see. That, that's what he's called you to: be a city on a hill. I didn't end my notes, guys. My notes ended a while ago with because I am the I am, <laughs> the all of all I ams. This was all been just extra freestyle, but God is calling out to you today. What an exciting time to be a follower of Christ. What a scary time to not be. It, 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 listen, man, if, if if you're living your life in a way that you don't know who you are in him, you don't have that personal relationship with him, I'm going to ask you this morning to change that. It, it's not complicated. It's not difficult. You don't need a formula. You don't need a special little saying. All you simply need to do is find yourself a quiet place and talk to God and surrender to him and say, God, my life is not what you called me to be. I have sinned in my life. I'm doing things I shouldn't be doing. Well, we know we know that, right? That, 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 that guilt comes naturally in us. We know when we're not living the right way. And if you're in that position today, I'm going to ask you just to simply say, God, I surrender to you. I'm going to ask Jesus to come into my heart today to fill me fresh and new, to turn away from my sin, to, to, to put my sin behind me, to repent and come to Christ in such a way that, that, that he can show me what it is he's got for me to do, that my life will never be the same again, that I'll be a light shining in the darkness today, that someone else that I know who needs to know Christ will see him in me and follow me because I follow him. Speak the I am's into someone today. And, and if it's you that needs to change, change. We, 
I don't know how much time we have left. I've been I've been told all my life be prepared for tomorrow. Well, you know what? Tomorrow's here. I I don't know what stands in our way tomorrow. I don't I don't know what we're gonna face tomorrow. I don't know what we're gonna face this evening. But our lives are changing rapidly. Our world is changing rapidly. Christ is coming. Are you ready? And and way beyond being ready to leave here, are you living for him here? So I was taught all my life, you better be ready to die. But I, I failed sometimes to be taught how it is that I live in this chaotic world for him. But I'm telling you right now, it is the most peaceful thing you will ever find. You'll face difficulties, you'll face trials, you'll face things you'll not ever understand. But when you live for him, you have a promise of tomorrow. That promise doesn't exist for those outside of the realm of Christ. I live for tomorrow. I live for him. And I preach his word today for others to make their change. Come to Christ. He's reaching out for you. You're lost in today's storm. Just look up and reach out to Christ. He's looking for you. He's reaching for you. He's calling out to you today. Get your head on straight. Get your life in order. Surrender your heart to Jesus Christ. And allow him to walk through you. Allow him to minister through you. Allow him to change your life and look at the lives that will change around you. Bring them to Jesus. It ain't about it ain't about inviting people to church. That's awesome. Take them to church. But you got to have your life straight. It, it, don't expect the preacher to change them. You show them who you are and your change, and then let God change them. What a beautiful idea! And then let's go celebrate that at church. Let's go celebrate those lives that have changed and and allow that minister of God to pour into us and put fresh fire in us that we can go back out into this world and do it all over again next week. What an incredibly novel idea. Do something with your life. Allow the I am of all I am's to breathe into you today. Existence fresh and new. He created you for such a time as this. Let him have you today. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. We thank you so much for following along. All this stuff goes out on our podcast, the, the live feeds. We, we put them out on the, on the podcast as soon as I can. They get emailed out to 250-some people around the country, around the world, actually. Um, these messages are going all over the place. I, they're not mine. They're his. I'm just, I'm just the servant. That's what I try to be. But I, we love you. We thank you for your support. We have, we have some of you that support us financially. Uh, man, if you're looking for a place to invest... Man, that would be awesome. We would accept that. We'll put it to use, I guarantee you. We have a lot of obligations this year. We've expanded our giving, our desires to give to other missions and other ministers. Um, we're supporting them. We can always we can always use the help. We're, um, we're, we're, we're watching God change lives, amen? That's what this is all about. That's why we do what we do. God's changed my life. He's changed your life. So use it, take it, run with it spill it out into someone else's life share this message with whomever you can but more than anything we thank you and we love you for for supporting us and walking with us praying with us uh love to hear from you if you got anything going on that you need prayer send us a message love to be praying with you on things um be praying for us as, as we continue this journey uh that's where god's taking us and where he wants us to be so we love you god bless you uh we'll see you in church here in just a few amen god bless you